Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm Penn Ketchum and not David Moulton. What's up? <laughs> so this is strange. I'm here uh, by myself. I'm imagining that I'm speaking to David and Marley. Uh, Marley was going to be my assistant, but with the grown-up job and my schedule, it did not work for the two of us to be uh, to do this together. In, just to be clear, Marley at no point thought that she would uh, replace David or be a co-host or get a microphone and make you listen to her, in her words. She told me, nobody wants to hear me. But what we thought would be helpful would be if she could be like in the room with me so that I sort of had somebody to play off of. But I think that what we're going to do is I'm just doing it by myself and I'm imagining we did what, 150 shows, uh, something like 157. So this would be like 158 and a half is what we're going to call it. And we're going to play a little game today. Uh, I'm going to go do the show and we will see... We will see how long it takes you to notice that David is not here today. I think uh, I think I can get pretty far into the show without you noticing. <laughs> Kidding. So David is uh, ever the professional, is um, significantly under the weather, and offered to try to bravely do the show, but he and I decided together we would um, basically just do this instead uh, and let David recover and send him all the well wishes. So, um, you know, we're sending him all the healthy vibes. I brought him some soup and some Gatorade. And uh, I know Shady Lady dropped off some groceries and we've been checking in on him. He is okay, but he is under the weather. So um, we'll pass along all of our good vibes to David. And this will be our big chance this week, boys and girls, to notice whether or not Venom jokes are funny if David's not in the room. <laughs> Is it still funny to bring up Venom and uh, uh, see? I, I think it's almost one of those things like you could just imagine. Just imagining his response is enough. Okay, so we're going to start, we're going to do, this will be brief, this will be probably a shorter show than usual, definitely a shorter show than usual, but we'll try to cover the basics. So the big news uh, this week coming out is Death on the Nile opening this weekend and has a sneak peek in IMAX um, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, February 9th. Um, my feeling on Death on the Nile is a little bit... Um, ambiguous in the sense that on the one hand, I am really excited for this movie and genuinely looking forward to seeing it. And I think it's going to be a big success. 
with that being said, I'm not 100% sure that it is a great IMAX title. So we'll see how that does. Um, this past weekend, Jackass opened with 24 million, Moonfall opened with 10 million, and Spider Man opened with 9.6 million. And what's interesting about Spidey is that Spidey is just but moments away from passing Avatar to be the third highest grossing movie of all time on the North American greatest hits list. Um, This reminds me back to our discussion about biggest titles for 2022. And I believe I have been backed off of, uh, I have been backed off of Avatar. Um, But also like out and about in the world, there's people who come up to me and kind of whisper like, Hey, Penn, I think Avatar is going to be either number one or number two. And this kind of reminds me like, yeah, Avatar, when it came out 16, 25, 40 years ago, was a big freaking deal and remains for the time being number three all time North American grossing movie, uh, soon to be number four. Uh, but anyway, Spider-Man continues to be super impressive. I'm positive that Death on the Nile will uh, be the number one movie and overtake both Jackass and Moonfall and Spidey. Also opening this weekend is Marry Me, which I think is an underrated movie. I think that it's going to surprise everyone. I think it's entirely possible that Marry Me, well, I was going to say that Marry Me could be the number number two movie, but even, even if Jackass drops 50% to 12 million, I think it's going to be hard pressed to, um, Marry Me is going to be hard pressed to tap $12 million. So, We'll see if that goes or not. Okay, on to regular news. Um, Paramount and Nickelodeon, this could be the headline of the week. Here's the headline. Paramount and Nickelodeon to smurf up multiple smurfy new movies in the Smurfs franchise smurf. Um, So what's the upshot here? The upshot is look for a Smurfs movie to open in December of 2024. this story is mostly whatever, um, but I don't know. Maybe you guys know more about Smurfs than I do, but <laughs> I wonder if we do. I wonder if we have any uh, like closet Smurf experts. You know how there's like people in your life that are just like um, they're regular people. Maybe you work with them or you know them from school or, uh, you know, they they work at your regular coffee shop. And then it turns out that they have some secret area of expertise that's like strange. And I wonder if we have any listeners. Uh, I'm guessing Frodo is probably the most likely person to have known this fact. But I'm curious if we have any listeners that knew what artist and where the artist is from that the Smurfs was based on. The Smurfs is based on the work of Belgian artist Pierre Culliford beginning in 1958. So I'm walking around like a dope thinking that Smurfs were invented in the 1970s or early 1980s for my amusement. And here it turns out they go back to 1958 and a legit actual Belgian artist. So, okay. In the world of uh, litigation, I'm sure a lot of you might already have heard this. Uh, This is definitely the most interesting news of the week. Well, the headline is Warner Brothers is quietly working on an Edge of Tomorrow TV show. 
but the more interesting story that comes out uh, that kind of pre predated this. In other words, the story that came out a little bit before this story is that Village Roadshow, who produced The Matrix Resurrections and, and also back in the day produced the Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt movie, Edge of Tomorrow, um, Village Roadshow is suing Warner Brothers, saying that uh, it's very similar to when uh, What's-Her-Face sued. Who was that? Um, oh, see, this is when I could use Marley to help me, who was the uh, actress in Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, um, sued them for, or sued Disney for, uh, um, uh, you know, lost wages, essentially. She didn't make as much as she could have with Black Widow because it was released on uh, streaming as well. So essentially, Village Roadshow is taking that same position and um, going to court. You know, I don't, I didn't read the details. I don't know how much money they're, they're looking at, but what's interesting about it is as Warner brothers tries to make what they're trying to do is take that intellectual property called the edge of tomorrow, which we all remember that movie. It was an amazing movie and they want, they, they're basically saying it's, it would make more sense for us as a profitable, um, big budget TV show than it would as a sequel. Um, and Village Roadshow is basically saying, hey, you know, this would definitely make a better sequel than it would a spin-off TV show. Um, I think this is a really interesting story and definitely a continuation of the Scarlett Johansson story and definitely a story to watch over the next year or so as um, the streaming wars sort of begin to fizzle out and begin to make precedents and studios begin to... Um, decide what to do with their content. Lastly, but not leastly, Tom Holland wants Andrew Garfield in the next Spider-Man. Tom Holland, of course, stars in the upcoming Uncharted, which should be a really exciting, fun uh, action adventure movie. We talked about the trailer here a few weeks ago. Everybody's excited for Uncharted. Um, I don't want to name names, but my rep from Sony uh disclosed to me this morning that she has a crush on Tom Holland to which I replied, who doesn't? So that's the news that's fit to print. And, um, that ought to do it for the news. And now we can roll right into trailers this week of which there are not that many to choose from. So looking at trailers this week, we have two trailers. First is for the movie called asking for it. Uh, which looks like a throwaway movie that we'll discuss. And the next is for a better looking movie called After Yang from A24. So just getting the, I don't know, you always hate to write off a movie because somebody wrote it. Somebody cares about it. There's a message behind it. There's a studio behind it. There's people who, um, for whom this represents the culmination of their dreams and their aspirations and their, um, hard work. So I don't really want to just throw it under the bus. And certainly it seems like, um, it's a legit movie, but the movie is called asking for it. And my first red flag on this movie was the release date. If you ask anybody in the movie business, when's the next big movie? Uh, they're all going to look to March 4th, which is the day that Batman opens, which by the way, um, sidebar, uh, Batman has a fan event opening in IMAX. So Batman opens on Thursday afternoon, March 3rd. But 
on Tuesday afternoon, March 1st, you can see it in IMAX. Uh, so at Penn Cinema Lititz or Penn Cinema Wilmington, uh, we are going to have the new Batman movie at 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. And um, yeah, I'm, I thought that was a really... I give IMAX credit where credit is due. IMAX and Warner Brothers um, have always been a good partnership. The studio has always worked well with IMAX and vice versa. And I think it's really cool that they came up with this um, special fan premiere. It's going to have some content ahead of the movie. It's not extra footage. It's not a director's cut or anything like that. But they'll have like, I don't know what it will involve, but probably, you know, a little clip with the director or um, Batty Bats or something like that. But anyway, the other movie that opens on March 4th, supposedly, not at any Penn Cinema theaters, is called Asking For It. Asking For It stars Vanessa Hudgens, Kiersey Clemens, and Alexandra Shipp, leading a no-mercy all-female gang in an edgy thriller about a group of women who've had more than enough of the opposite sex. Um, After a small-town waitress is sexually assaulted on a date, she meets Regina and Beatrice and is recruited into their vigilante group of badass women. Together, they strive to take down a society overpowered by corrupt men and seek the ultimate revenge while getting their version of justice. Asking for it opens on March 4th. So, obviously, I was reading that little summary. Um, The trailer looks... Uh, it doesn't look great. (laughs) It doesn't look great. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but if you're the kind of person who likes to be up on every title that's coming out, I would go check it out. Uh, the second trailer reminds me of a lot of other movies, um, that have come out in the last few years. It's another movie that wrestles with the, um, implications of, um, AI and, you know, humanity and all that kind of stuff, the meaning of life, what it means to be human. Um, so after Yang uh, is about this married couple who in, in the world, in the universe of this movie, they have a techno sapien. So it's essentially like a child, but it's a robot. Um, they do also have a legit child and, um, but this techno sapien is um, part of the part of the family, and at the, as you can see from the trailer, I assume it's the beginning of the movie where they uh, discover something is terribly wrong with their techno. Not not the usual AI story where he's like, you know, going bad and trying to kill everybody, but more like he's just legit not working. Um, so I'm not really sure. Okay, so it stars Colin Farrell and Jodie Turner-Smith. I, obviously, everybody knows Colin Farrell. I was not familiar with Jodie Turner-Smith, although they do look amazing. Um, and this is a, a movie from A24, and it's obviously a really well-made movie. It was beautiful. Uh, it kind of made me want to see it. Uh, but with that being said, I don't really know um, like what it is about this that makes me like the the trailer says it will you will question the human condition uh okay <laughs> i'm not a hundo p uh on board with that i don't know i don't know it, it's gonna take a lot for me to see a movie about a robot and question i don't know maybe i will 
trying to think what other movies, um, of course there was the movie her, um, I don't know. I feel like this topic has been addressed. So, okay. So that's it for the trailers. Obviously after Yang was the trailer of the week and the movie review this week, we watched Moonfall. Um, I actually don't know if David watched it or not. I know that Jason watched it and had some questions about uh, plot points. He generally, I think he said he generally enjoyed it. So here's, here's what I think. Moonfall, um, starred starred a bunch of people (laughs) um shoot i forget who it starred but uh, there were a couple big names in it but that's not the point so moonfall is a science fiction movie and i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm not going to say it was the best movie ever made but like the most accurate description that i could give of moonfall would be to say that i thoroughly enjoyed it I did not step out. I did not need to refill my coffee a whole lot. Um, I thought it was really uh, fun. Uh, it stars Halle Berry, and I forgot about Patrick Wilson, um, and I never heard of John Bradley or Charlie Plummer, um, but that's the cast. They were all good. You know what I mean? Like They weren't like um, uh, amazing. They were all good. Um and it was directed by Roland Emmerich, who I thought did a really nice job with the, um, of, of course, because that's kind of what he does uh, with the disaster scenes and the, the moon, you know, just seconds away from crashing into planet Earth. Um, oh, I know who John Bradley is. That's the guy from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, Charlie Plummer plays, plays the son, and I never heard of him, but I thought he was great. I thought he was a really good actor. Um, anyway, uh, it turns out the moon is not an actual moon, but it's more like a space structure that was constructed by aliens. And, um, uh, somehow the alien there's, (laughs) I was trying to explain it to somebody yesterday or maybe it was this morning. I think it was yesterday. And, um, the, it, it was not easy to explain because it's a little bit ridiculous, but I think I can boil it down to one concept. Uh, the good aliens and the bad aliens are fighting over humanity and the good aliens want to protect the humans who are uh, currently stashed on planet earth for safekeeping. And the bad aliens figured this out and are coming to kill uh, the humans. I think that's the story, but the bad aliens have taken control of the spaceship that we refer to as the moon and they're trying to crash it into planet earth to kill all the humans. Um, but as usual, the military wants to nuke the spaceship and, but the nuclear fallout would be too much. So these gutsy scientists, um, go up and, you know, save the day. I think the moment, uh, my, there were a lot of moments to enjoy. There was a lot of great, you know, action sequences and stuff like that. But I think the moment that defines the movie is when they take off in the space shuttle. Um, and there's a giant like tsunami wave that's about to come crashing down over them. And, um, you're like, oh my God, the wave like washed away the space shuttle. And then all of a sudden it like emerges victoriously, you know, up through 
crashes through the water and somehow miraculously saves the day. Jason saw this in IMAX and recommended that format. Um, although by the time you listen to this, uh, you, Death on the Nile plays in IMAX tonight, I think, or maybe tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Um, and then Death on the Nile opens Thursday night. So tonight, which is Tuesday night, and by the time we get this out to you, the time may have already passed, but I think Moonfall will be out of IMAX. Um, but if you like a good time and entertaining science fiction movie, um, I do recommend this movie. Like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's my review. <laughs> that's my review for Moonfall. Moving on to listeners. Feedback, news, notes, comments, questions, and answers. I'm going to save that for next week. I did, <coughs> excuse me, I did have the pleasure of uh, seeing Top 10 Sarah this afternoon. Uh, I took my little pup to a uh, to see the good doctor there at the Mannheim, Peck Vet- Mannheim Pike Veterinary Clinic. And... Um, Always, always fun to see friends out there, and um, uh, I just can't speak highly enough, not only of the uh, vet hospital or clinic or whatever you call it, but also just great to see Sarah. And it was funny because um, the one nurse was trying to explain, like, medicine and Hannah needed to get put on some antibiotics or something. And so the nurse was like trying to, um, (laughs) trying to like talk grown up stuff to me. And me and Sarah were like chatting about the podcast. Like she was like, so this, I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon and I was in earlier and she was like, where's the show? When's the show? Where's the show? Should have been out by now. Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want to get into the whole thing and be like, oh, David's been sick and I'm probably going to record it by myself this afternoon. But I felt like um, so I was just like, oh, that's that's what I'm doing next. That's my next stop. Um, but that was kind of funny. And uh, the only thing that would have made it better would be if like Dr. Steed had poked his head in and be like, will you kids get back to work? <laughs> Too funny. Um, okay. So we got a lot of comments, uh, about last week we posed the question. Well, it's funny cause last week we had that, um, plastic divider, uh, because I was getting over a cold and I didn't want to get David sick. And then like three days or four days later, he turns up with the COVID. And so I was grateful I have since tested negative, so I'm not, you know, worried about that. But I was, um, I think we were both grateful that by coincidence, we had that little plastic, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like the, uh, you know what I'm talking about, like the kind you have, like when you go to a store nowadays. Um, Anyway, so we, because we had that plastic thing up, we said it felt like we were visiting each other in prison. And we raised the question, um, if David and I are in a visitation booth in the county prison, who's visiting who? And uh, there's still time if you would like to answer that question. We did get some very good creative. Um, there was one that had like a plot twist, which I thought was uh, creative. So if you regret or are living with some sort of remorse about the fact that you did not write in on who's visiting who at the, at the clink. Everybody know that movie? 
that made the phrase the clink. Um, Brad Pitt says to George Clooney, did you No, Brad Pitt says, how was the clink? And then George says something. And then Brad Pitt says, did you get the cookies I sent? <laughs> and then George says, why do you think I came to see you first? I love it. Um, so anyway, yeah, if you'd like to write in and, and let us know who's visiting who in prison and why, we've had some fun. Uh, we'll select some of the best stories and share those. And, um, you know, if you'd like to send David your best wishes for his speedy recovery, podcast at pencinema.com. I'm sure he could use the love and the, the, the good vibes. Um, so that that's always, you know, a good idea. And, uh, you know, if you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do to support the show is to tell a friend. And the next best thing you can do to support the show is to not get COVID. I feel like there should be a funny, like, that should like roll into like a funny thing, but I don't have anything. <laughs> I feel like the best thing you could do to support the show is not die. So David, um, David told me he had COVID and I checked in with him a number of times over the weekend. And um, one time I texted him and I said, how are you feeling? And he said something. And I said, okay, good. Don't die. To which he replied, you're not the boss of me. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so that's the kind of guy he is. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so that's that's it for the show this week. Podcast at PennCinema.com if you would like to comment or um, share any ideas or, oh, oh, I know what I missed. Oh, my God. How could I miss this? Um all right. Well, hopefully you're still listening because we missed the trailer of the week. The trailer of the week was for Lightyear. Okay. As an added bonus for those of you who are, for whatever reason, still listening. <laughs> um, yeah. The movie of the week. Movie this week, uh, the, or the, the trailer of the week. Easy. Uh, could be the trailer of the month. Um, trailer was dropped just but moments ago for Lightyear, which we think is what the pre, the backstory for Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, and um, it looks amazing. I think we I think we reviewed a teaser trailer for this once before, but this was a full on trailer, and um, I mean it had laughs. It was cool looking. Uh, inspiring might be a little too strong of a word, but. Um, no, I think it was inspiring. It was positive. It was a, it was a very uplifting, uh, or appears to be, you know, like it's going to be an uplifting type of movie. Um, what I like, what I think I liked, well, first of all, is Pixar. So, um, you know, there was, you know, it's good. And second of all, it, it wasn't like, it didn't go for like the cheap, uh, I don't know, like how to say it. Like it didn't go for the cheap laughs or like the, uh, I mean, some of them were, it was definitely funny. It definitely had laughs, but I feel like it it went out of its way to show that there's going to be a plot and a storyline and characters and um, and it's just funny. It was really funny. Um, so the trailer is out there. It's called Lightyear. And um, I, I saw it and, and appreciated also a couple of you wrote in um, to make us aware of it. 
and make sure that we didn't miss it. So I appreciate that because sometimes I do miss them. Um, but yeah, I think Lightyear is going to be a really big movie. In It comes out in June of this year. So that concludes this half of an episode of the Penn Cinema Podcast with apologies to David and uh, Marley and you for listening to me um, all this time. It's a lot more fun. I can tell you it's a lot more fun to do the show uh, with David. So David, I hope you are on the mend and recovering and um, that you get well soon. And we'll look forward to reconvening next week. Uh, the movie that we're going to watch next week is Death on the Nile. Uh, as I said, we have Death on the Nile opening, Marry Me, and also Blacklight, uh, which is lit its only. But um, uh, I don't know what to say about Blacklight. Uh, I do think Marry Me looks like it's going to be uh, a really fun movie. I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. And I'm also really excited for Death on the Nile. Um you know, and then after that, we roll right into Tom Tom Holland with Uncharted, um, and uh, also that the following week is uh, Channing Tatum in Dog, which I think is going to be a sleeper. Um, we're already getting a, a pretty good buzz about it. So, anyway, that's it for the show, and I think I've already reviewed what to do. Don't die and stay healthy and uh, love your neighbor. And um, I think that's it for the show. So on behalf of David and everybody behind the Penn Cinema podcast, I'm Penn Ketchum. Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.